Hey there, and welcome to your favorite independent and PC gaming discussion on the web, aka the QWERTYcast. If you're listening to this right now, then you've tuned into episode 7 of our podcast, and we're super excited to have you here. We're making an effort to release bi-weekly episodes for our fans, so strap in for some cool indie news updates, an update on the global game jam in indie pop, and a mystery topic led by me. We will also be doing semi-regular check-ins with our friend at Rolinth while he streams live on Twitch. We'll be queuing him into the discussion whenever you hear this music. There you go. And so when you hear that, we will check in with Joe. Uh, but speaking of, let's get to our cast of characters for today. I'm here recording with Dave, aka Flixwad. Hello. Steve, aka Captain Beansparrow. Yo. And Joe, aka Rolanth. Hello. I am your host, Andres, aka Dre Dre Presh Presh on our Discord. And uh, I have a question for the group What is up? And what is going on with all of you? How is life? How are you guys doing these days? I guess we're all doing good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't have too much to report. Um, I feel like I never do, but I have to buy a new pop filter. That's something that's going up because my cat ate part of my current one. Oh no, that's cool. Um, I started watching the new Lego competition series. If no one's seen that yet, it's hosted by Will Arnett as well as a couple other people. Is it good? With it's so good. It's it is yeah, very very I was entertaining. Skeptical. Yeah. Um, good. And then, uh, most recently, I've learned that Wawa, some some stores of Wawa, are now offering burgers and chicken sandwiches. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't. Uh, that's so. I don't know if I would want to eat a burger from Wawa, but also I have eaten plenty of stuff from Wawa. I don't know. That's I feel 50/50. like, have you guys ever eaten of the sheets? Oh, I have eaten yeah. sheets. So yes. I feel like Wawa is just slowly stepping its way towards sheets quality. <laughs> oh, you feel sheets is more high quality than Wawa? No, I feel like sheets is more low quality. Like everything is just microwavable. Like True. they sell burgers and stuff like that, and they just pop it in those uh, ovens that Wawa uses. But they're like yeah. way more options. I feel yeah, like I that's... always considered Wawa like a a Seven Eleven with like a working deli. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I always thought of them as a deli that just so happened to have other things. Yeah. See, now I feel like that's the mentality of somebody who considers it to be of a higher quality. It's a mm-hmm. deli with a convenience aspect, but I feel like now it's becoming a convenience store with a deli aspect. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I that, remember yeah. when you used to go to Wawa because that was the nearest place to just get some like rolls. You yep. needed rolls. Yeah. Go to Wawa, <laughs> buy some rolls. True. I think actually my first trip to Wawa was in, was in college and to try to buy cigarettes as well. <laughs> I have never been to a Wawa. Really? Yep. Oh, we don't sad. have them down here in the south. Oh right. We don't it's have like... sheets either. Like, um, you have Seven Eleven though, right? Yeah, we have Seven Eleven, but they're not they're not the popular down here. Seven mm. Eleven is also just so vastly different. I mean, there's not even like an ordering screen or anything. You just go up to the counter and say, right. "Has your hot dog been in there for more or less than twelve hours?" <laughs> I don't yes. care what the answer is, but I'd yeah. like to know. Um, wait, what's the popular one down there, Joe? Uh, Quick Trip. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. Quick Trip and or Racetrack. 
Reach? I've never actually heard of racetrack. Yeah, uh, racetrack is a uh, fancier quick trip. Okay. Like they'll have, <clears throat> they have like their own like little kitchen thing where they, I am about to die. <laughs> they have their own um, like private little um, kitchen where they'll make you pretty much whatever you want. Like they have a built-in deli. Quicker does too, but it's not as good in face of reality. Mm-hmm. But um, also, excluding from that, Quick Trip's kind of ghetto, and Racetrack kind of isn't. Okay, interesting. There you go. Um, I, I feel like I've learned something here. I have. This yeah, is a very I mean, I podcast. <laughs> this is a this is an info infocast. Actually, I think we're getting to that level. Very exclusive the to the East Coast, though. What's like, on the East Coast? Almost all of these stores. Oh yeah, true. Can <laughs> oh you yeah, I mean, of... I I don't have any of them out here. Right. Well, what's 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 out there for you then? What's the popular one on the west? Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven is like where everybody goes because there's they're literally on like every corner. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the only like other than I guess bodegas. That's like the only one that's kind of falls into that category. Yeah, I mean, like there's, I don't know. I know I'm from Philly, so like I call them corner stores. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, there are corner stores every now and then. But every time I go into one, like there's this place around the corner for me, and they're like, "Oh, we sell fresh smoothies and juices and Mm -hmm. stuff." I was like, "I'll try it out." You know, it's right around the corner. I don't have to put on pants to get there. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, I walked in and like they just had rotting bananas sitting out, (laughs) and and I was like. I feel like you do sell smoothies, but if it's with these ingredients, I've got to leave. And yeah. I can just imagine the scene playing out that a man comes in full Donald ducking it with no yeah, pants right. on. It's like, <laughs> I don't like the quality of your rotten bananas. <laughs> Orders a smoothie and leaves. Yeah. And then they're sitting behind the counter questioning whether or not he was their health inspector. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what the I mean, you again? know. Pajama pants I had, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't need, like, <laughs> jeans. I didn't need to dress up to go to this corner store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pajama pants and a bow tie. <laughs> well, yeah. I There was no shirt involved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, uh, Other than life, how, what are you guys... Are you guys playing any good games recently? Anything interesting? Yeah, I've been playing uh, Escape from Tarkov. So good. Okay. It is a lot of fun. It's a it's an indie game, so it aligns perfectly mm-hmm. with uh, what we tend to talk about. Um, but it just kind of takes that uh, battlegrounds PvP that's so popular right now. You get like with pub with PUBG and Call of Duty and all these other games. With the Utes. Yeah, um, but it takes that and then it combines it with a continuous gameplay loop where instead of you requiring to kill everyone and be the last one standing, you can mm-hmm. just make your way to an extraction point on the map. And if you mm-hmm. get out, you get to keep everything you found while you were there. Um, if you don't, you lose everything. And you kind of build up your own storehouse. You can set up like a shop and sell to other players. It's pretty It's pretty fun. Oh, that sounds really cool. And you said um, that is a new game that just came out? Well, it's not necessarily new. I think that they've actually been talking about it. There was a Kickstarter like two years ago, but I knew that they just mm-hmm. went into beta access uh, relatively recently. And so that's when I went and picked it up. It is nice. a little pricey. So compared to some of the stuff that we tend to talk about, this one, I think the base level is 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, 45. That's what turned 45. me away from it. Was I just didn't have the money to drop on what was almost a full price game. Not that I don't think it was worth it. Just I didn't have it 
Yeah, and I can right. definitely see that being a thing, um, especially seeing as like the differences in the levels, because of course there's not just one flat fee. Um, there is different like deluxe and epic and like that kind of stuff. Um, but the highest level is a hundred and forty dollars or 130 dollars and um it does actually drastically improve your capabilities in the game because they give you this bigger stash that you can take with you that even mm. if you die you get to keep anything that's in that so it like makes it more beneficial to the players who have the money to pay higher so like kind of a pay to win aspect which doesn't sound great no not at all yeah, it's it, and it's minor, but I think that's also a little bit of a pet peeve of mine is that the difference of we're talking almost 80 bucks um, mm-hmm. gets you essentially four extra slots that you have that are permanent so that no matter what you keep it. Okay. But only four, I mean it makes a huge difference in the gameplay, but it's also very minor compared to 80 physical I worked for my money dollars. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So if you're gonna have pay to win, you might as well just go in pay to win. Like, let's do it for real. Like, give me like a whole <laughs> trunk of space. Right. <laughs> like what? Um, uh, Joe, are you playing anything new recently? Um, outside of EFT, because I've done all quest in two days. Help me. Uh, actually, I actually just bought Walk-In earlier today, and I'm playing that right now. And uh, this is very interesting to experience awesome Cause, i know that we're gonna definitely be talking about that yeah. more on the podcast as well uh other than that i've kind of been playing stars over public because i love mmos nice swotor swotor my favorite game and uh just a reminder by the way which i think i did already i did already bring up but you know when you hear your music cue we will jump in to surprise everyone and the viewers with whatever you're doing on your Twitch stream, which do you, is it just at Rollenth? Yeah. On R-O-L-E-N-T-H. Twitch? R-O-L-E-N-T-H. There you go. Uh, how about you, Flixwad? What's going um, on? I have been playing a few games, uh, mm-hmm. mostly because I have been like exploring what games I'm now capable of playing on my mobile phone, which mm-hmm. we'll get into more later but right 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 uh so i played a little bit of darksiders genesis earlier in the week which i'm not a huge fan of but um i don't remember why i convinced myself to buy that at the time uh i played a little bit of stone shard fairly new game that came out Mm. um like dungeon crawler i believe we determined rogue light uh in the last episode and then i spent over an hour making a character in Divinity Original Sin 2, so, you know, um, <laughs> uh, didn't Divinity really play Re- that game. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I definitely made a character for a long time. <laughs> and then uh, the... Was there just that much customizability? No, yeah. I'm just that indecisive. <laughs> um, the truth, I feel that so much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, on my phone a mobile game I've been playing is called Vampire's Fall Origins, which is a Diablo-like action RPG uh, where you are a vampire. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, that's 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 as much as I want to give on what it is because if that doesn't sell you on it, then the gameplay is going to be kind of like, 
seen this before, don't need to go and play it. But it is free on mobile, so if you have no mobile yeah. game to play, then maybe maybe that's compelling enough for you to get it. I don't know. Is it like just a survival as a vampire game sort of thing? No, because like if you die, you just respawn back in town. I think there's right. like maybe either an experience or a gold penalty, but it's so, so minor that... Mm-hmm. It's almost like, why did they bother putting a penalty in in the first place? <laughs> right. They're so like, ah, it needs to be there, maybe. Yeah. They're like, hey, don't die. But if you do, don't worry about it, man. You know, we all struggle. <laughs> we all struggle. <laughs> We're all vampires here. No worries. What <laughs> happened? Um, I have, well, I haven't been playing it super recently but i did want to bring up um enter the gungeon enter the gungeon have we talked about this before i don't think we have but i've been playing why not recently but i have also played it on the switch yes i have it on the switch as well and i i think it was like um for like a good year like all last year i was obsessed with enter the gungeon just because it was like it's such a good what it roguelike roguelite uh, rogue light. I think I can, I think it's like a bullet hell rogue. So it's yes. like the hybrid. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's just so, I just love all of the creative details of that game. Like all of the things about how like your, your enemies are bullets and like your gun shoot guns and those bullets shoot bullets. Like it's all the, all the little combinations of guns and, um, like there's hundreds of them. There's hundreds of things that you can, uh, equipped and play with in that game and um and i'm not even the kind of person that can get that good at enter the gungeon because there's so much like deeper stuff for people who are just perfect dodgers and perfect frame perfect fucking shooters and all that shit um but uh the reason i want to also bring it up was because they recently came out with two kind of extensions of themselves of enter the gungeon which was um they came out with an arcade cabinet uh that is available physically at places now so they have an arcade cabinet for enter the gun or for a a different type of enter the gungeon so it's like i think it's like a classic shooter um like a classic arcade shooter and then uh they also have exit the gun the dungeon or the gungeon now which is available unfortunately only on apple arcade but it is a mo- yeah so it's like a mobile game um that you can play speaking of mobile uh and i think you're just exiting the gungeons you're like dodging and shooting upwards oh, that's interesting yeah i was looking at some stuff on their twitter because they have a good they have a twitter that i actually just followed with our cordycast twitter um and they were talking about how oh, on january 7th they said that they surpassed three million copies sold for enter the gungeon so oh, wow obviously very very um popular game oh house of the gun dead is the name of the arcade house style of the gun dead. <laughs> so good uh and enter the gungeon physical release in japan coming april 23rd so it looks like they have a lot of stuff going on and people have not gotten sick of the game and their um reddit their subreddit is also uh actively updating and people talking on that too uh, oh, nice. I think this is a Devolver Digital published them. Oh, okay. So yeah. now Devolver Digital just uh, moved in with Microsoft, right? So they are now considered an Xbox studio. 
Oh shit! Does that oh. mean they're not indie anymore? They are no yeah. longer indie. Oh no! Well, I mean, congratulations though, right? <laughs> yeah, congrats to them. But I mean, this it, everything you just talked about now is negated because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Gary, put all out. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is from an indie team to begin with, and I'm sure yes. that even though they have a larger amount of money, they're probably sticking with their original. So for at least a short period of time, I would still consider the majority of the stuff they come out with to be indie. Yeah. So right. now have they hit our infamous, our famous uh, two, two, double A title? <laughs> double A? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're now double A title. Um, if uh, Does anyone else have anything else they want to bring up? That's it for games that I've been playing, honestly. Like I, I don't get a whole lot of time in between like work Life. and everything to mm. jump down for long sessions. So uh, Vampire's fair. Fall has been great for me because it's just like, oh, I have like an hour before bed and I already have my phone with me. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's good concept. Oh, that sounds like the cue for indie news then. So since we're here, you might as well just keep talking about the gaming news that you have prepared, uh, FlickSwad. All right, that is great, um, because I have quite a lot to talk about. Um, the number one thing we've got here, we've got Gears of War 5 director left the Coalition, which is Microsoft's studio that they created to handle Gears of War after they purchased it from Epic Games. Uh, and he now joined Blizzard to oversee Diablo. Um, I think he is the executive director of Diablo 4. Um, previously, when Gears of War 5 came out, apparently it got some acclaim for being a lot more open world and having better pacing than a lot of the more recent installments in the franchise, mm-hmm. which I think think is exactly what blizzard is hoping to do with diablo 4 i think they want to they want to give that pacing and that story and that open world feel to it Mm -hmm. while pulling from diablo 3 and diablo 2 to hopefully make everybody happy that sounds awesome because uh i have a feeling this is great news for blizzard uh i imagine that whoever he's uh stepping in place of whoever got sacked uh probably is uh you know, was one of the major reasons why they were having such bad publicity around the Diablo franchise. So it sounds yeah. like uh, the decision-making process was pretty easy for them. So hopefully this will make the game a little bit more appealing. What was yeah. some of that bad publicity? Just like everything. The mobile announcement. <laughs> well, yeah, that was terrible. At BlizzCon <laughs> with the uh, Immortal. Um, there was some uh, conceptual ideas that were being announced uh, way in advance. Because honestly, I think we're looking at like a 2021 release for Diablo 4, right? I wouldn't be surprised if it was 2022. Uh, yeah. David Brevik, who previously, you know, he was very heavily involved with the first and second Diablo games. Um, he tweeted commenting on it and was like i understand that you guys are excited and you're hearing whispers about diablo 4 but bear in mind these games oftentimes take several years after we've announced that they're existing and i think that blizzard getting all hyped up on their own high um was just announcing all of this content stuff and with them being Mm. so far out uh in the development process it's just the community as a whole basically has said like give us something tangible before you actually start talking about it because we know it's not going to be the same and that's what the community used to be like but um once they were 
uh, I guess once they merged with Activision to create Blizzard Activision, I mm. think that some of that Activision mentality of churn and burn, yeah, uh, bled over. Yeah. So this is mm. this is good. I'm excited. Yeah. Um. So now that the first point is out, um, the next thing that I had on my list was PC related because finally, uh, the 2001 hit. Halo Combat Evolved is going <laughs> to be able to uh, be tested through the Master Chief Collection along nice. with the full anniversary edition release of it. Um, so they're a month behind schedule on that, but they still plan on having the full game out, which is basically every Halo except for Halo 5. Um, mm. They plan on having all of those playable on PC through 2020 sometime. I don't know how that's going to benefit them considering they're going against their own Halo Infinite release in holiday 2020, I believe. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if that strategy plays out well. Um, awesome. Nice. Next. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds like Joe's music. Hello, I'm back from the Hello. dead. Oh, finally. Somebody got this man a defibrillator. <laughs> what are you playing? What's going on in Twitch? I am play. Okay, I'm actually gonna die. So I'm playing Walkin because that just came out. Walkin, Walkin, nice. Witcher, whatever the fuck it's called. This game's actually hard. I didn't expect Wait, it so to be what like is this. this. Game again? It's like a Diablo esque. Yeah, it's pretty much of Diablo and Path of Exile. I had a love child, and I've been watching your stream. Right, I can probably like, pull that up too. Yeah, I can pull that up. That makes I a lot of sense. I fought a random just group of trash, and this thing had vocal cords of apparently a god. <laughs> and every time you're about to die, well, when your health bar goes down, I don't know if it's a buff I had or something. You have like these revive token things. Mm -hmm. On w one of these things, I had to use all three. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Is this still your first, like, life, or have you died a bunch already? Uh, I'm still on my technical first life. I haven't actually died. Those, uh, mm -hmm. oh, that's, that's a whole fiasco. But, um, I mean, those revive tokens, I don't know if it's part of the game or it's just a buff that I had. Please die. I hate being trapped in here. Oh, so now I'm watching along. This does have a very Diablo 3 yeah. art mm -hmm. style. And because One of the things I have, yeah, good. Because you're watching right now, um... Oh, what the it. fuck's the button? That's your map. I've That's noticed that. that everything seems to be a little bit crisper from an art standpoint. Now, that probably is just purely because of the fact that this game is being released, what, 10 years after Diablo 3? Roughly. So, yeah, I mean, everything just seems cleaner, which I do appreciate. So, where is... What is that button? So, oh. here's this... Um, just kind of where you put all your points. I got like an extra 20 in this shit somewhere. I don't know. I think it's something I picked up. Then mm -hmm. over... Please show. Then here's just all the details. I'm not going to care to read currently. Uh... Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's literally... It's a stat game again. Which, yeah. I mean, most of these games tend to lean that way. And it's nice because there's so much customizability that that means that there's a lot of opportunities at the end game. And then if I could find it, I don't remember what button it was. Fuck it, I'll push all the buttons. Oh, there it is. Then here's the POE part. And this is bonkers. Ah, okay, sphere grids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it keeps going. 
It goes. Oh my god, yeah. Oh right, I just saw this yeah. Path of Exile. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm seeing I'm seeing how all this stuff links together. No, that's really <laughs> neat though. So basically they've taken what used to be, I think, uh, Ascensions in PoE and they've added it to the end of the wheel. Yes. Pretty cool. Oh, I love that you actually named this Diablos and PoE's Love Child. PoE's like love baby or something. Yes. Alright, well, Enjoy playing that. We will check back in with you later. Okay. Thank you all. Oh, bye. Bye. Um, and back to you, FlickSquad. What was going on? What were we talking oh. about? Um, so one of my favorite indie <laughs> franchises has now gotten a third release into early access as of the end of January. I just found out about it. Cook Serve Delicious 3. Um which I, I'm emphasizing that way because of how it's actually spelled out with a question mark and then an exclamation at the end of three. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> nice. But uh, I'm actually about to go into playing that once we're done recording here. But right. I, I, it so far it doesn't really look like they've added too much new stuff to it, but I really don't think they need to. I love just how satisfying playing that game is once you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm totally like I said before I'm totally down to maybe even play that for our next game on the podcast. Oh, it'll be pitched. It'll be voted. Yes. On. <laughs> um, um, I I've always kind of loved like cooking and like serving games. Like there's so I I remember a huge bunch of them happening in like flash game sites. You know, like the ones where it kind of basically mocked. What's that original? serving game where you're a bartender and you have to pass the beer down the thing tap uh yes yeah yes. something i think i know beer uh, tapper like or whatever yeah tapper yeah. i think it was just what it was called yeah tapper. Yeah. right 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 and then all of the ones that kind of just evolved off of that oh yeah there i think we consider that the time management genre oh okay okay yeah that makes sense that makes, yeah there's a lot of uh there's a lot of games in that genre which are really fun what was the one well, that was super popular? Like I think it was on the DS series, uh, Cooking Mama. Yes. 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 I was just saying, trying to think of the name for that one too. And then I feel like I feel like at some point I probably played like some Barbie serving flash game. I feel like in yeah. my childhood. So now, what was this oh, game called? Cook Serve Delicious. Serve Delicious. I'm gonna have to check that one out. What uh, platform? Uh, it is on PC. I think that they usually end up doing console releases, but I'm not certain about that. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. I I can definitely tell you though that it is on Steam. Nice. So easy I'll to get. Look into that. Yeah. Um, nice. All right. Next, we've got uh, the game that was just referred to, Wolken Lords of Mayhem, is after mm-hmm. a four-year early access cycle out of. Early access. It is, it is a full release now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping, from what I've heard, there's a lot of bugs going on with it uh, in terms of just losing your story progression after four mm-hmm. years of early access. That would be one of the things I'd hope would be more polished, but I'm sure they're mm-hmm. working on it. And then server stability, which as an indie developer, I guess you can't fully account for because you don't know how popular all of a sudden your game might just become. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I can, I'll give them a pass unless they leave it broken for like a few weeks and then, then they're suffering from the same thing that happened to PUBG, I guess. 
Um, Wait, so what happened to PUBG? Oh, just like all of a sudden it got like majorly popular, but yeah. the servers were so unstable all the time that it's like, oh. why even bother playing when you yeah. can't connect or when you do connect, you can't see what's going on anyway. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. playing PUBG, uh, and there was just like two or three weeks where it was just hell to get into the game. Once you got in, sometimes you get kicked immediately. Um, the planes, if you're familiar with the way PUBG plays, you have to like jump out of a plane. You would get to the end of the plane's run, and anybody still in would get ejected. And if you dropped out with those people, there would be like 20 of the 100 players who had just disconnected from the initial like trying to get into the server. Oh. And so you could just run around and punch them all. Like it was just, it was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. and then you just rack up points, like unfair points. Yeah, and they were going through server maintenance like three times a day. It was just, it was hell. It was, it was, it was, it was kind of like hell. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so, uh, let's move on to the next thing, <laughs> which is let's not talk that... about that anymore. It's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, transition here. Uh, Eric Barone. I, I don't know if that's pronounced correctly. Uh, Concerned Ape, who you know is known for Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. uh, is apparently working on two new projects, both in some way related to Stardew Valley, um, but hasn't really released Very any exciting. details. And just uh, to that point, doesn't really want anybody to get too super excited about him just yet because mm-hmm. he doesn't want like overhype to ruin what is clearly everything that is released. Um, is like conce- like considered a labor of love on the part of a single person developing a full game. So right, right, right. And despite so, that guess... fact, he's published. I mean, Stardew Valley is just such a polished, fantastic game. Right, but but because that's like a labor of love type of thing, I guess he doesn't want like overhype to breed unrealistic expectations this of everything true. that he right. releases forever. That makes um, sense. I mean, it's gonna like, happen, especially. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Which I but feel like he's... is that just reminds me of uh, George R. R. Martin with the Game of Thrones books. It's like these are sort of a labor of love, so stop expecting them from me. Yeah, yeah. But if anyone else is the that. human mob wants what it wants. Yeah, exactly. Um, um we were talking about uh, I think Witchbrook which is coming out by Cuttlefish, which is the developer that helped him publish. Well, that's the, the publisher. Yeah. Yeah. That's the publisher. Right, right, right. Which they I'm helped him publish after he published. They kind of like oh, signed him on. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. he was yeah. uh, through his own site for a little while, and then they just kind of like were like, here's some money, get this on our platform. Yeah. Fair. Which, I mean, good, because the exposure, I'm sure, helped. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that I knew about the game until they were publishing it. Okay. So I was probably one of one of the smaller minority of people who was like just super hyped waiting for that to come out, following his blog. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean him actually getting to the final point probably was accelerated due to Cuttlefish, and I think he worked a decent contract with them where he was able to maintain most of his rights, which is good. Sorry, let me... I'm gonna uh, fix myself. It was actually Chucklefish, not Cuttlefish. Oh, oh. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Chuckle. Duh. We, we all <laughs> yeah. just, like, ran with Fell it, too. In, yeah. I know, right? I <laughs> Chucklefish. Yes. But, yeah. I, I like Cuttlefish better, though. Yeah, yeah, we should, we should petition them it. to change that. Yeah, and also <laughs> come out with a plushie. Yeah. <laughs> Cuttlefish. 
<laughs> um, um, but that's cool. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm excited to see more or hear more details, read more details wherever I end up getting it uh, about yeah. whatever is being worked on because uh, there's not been too much explained about how they're related to Stardew Valley, just that mm-hmm. they will be. And I know one of them is only related in that it takes place in the same universe for whatever that's right. worth. Remember, Grandpa comes back after year three. <laughs> wait does he <laughs> yeah they like introduce him as being dead but he's not yeah oh fuck that's <laughs> hilarious does he like i want my property back no no actually I, I don't remember specifically what it is but there's like some type of communication cut scene where he like shows back up i don't remember that's if he funny. was like in spirit form or reality but <laughs> is this real life or fantasy um nice and then you had what was your other thing <laughs> Uh, was man we are amazing at transitions well i know uh, right oh my god um so i i've got two more topics that i really wanted to get to number one is amd um who everybody who's listening is probably uh using something that runs some sort of amd technology um they have been doing great uh competing and like getting themselves out of being looked at as a completely budget brand uh, mm-hmm. In the past year, their stock price has more than doubled, um, but this story is not about that. It is about the fact that their Radeon RX 5000 series stuff, mm-hmm. GPUs, um, mm-hmm. have still been getting a lot of reports of bugs with, I think, close to 50% of users in a survey. I cannot remember where the survey was, but I can tell you that my source I'm using for that was PC Meg. Um, said that they had had some sort of like issue with the GPU, whether that issue be flickering, crashing, or black screen bugs, which are uh, not preferable. And mm-hmm. considering they're like what I was going to build my next PC on, um, I I don't feel confident in doing so until I can hear reports that they're getting closer to fixing those issues or have completely fixed them. Mm-hmm. So that is that is that story. A little bit sad. Oh, nice. We got another joke. You. Hello, Joe. We've got a oh, joke. Oh boy! I, now it's time to complain. <laughs> oh really? Oh yes. So uh, I don't know if you're actually paying attention. Watching, there's these little bat fucks in this cave. You, their actual target box is dinky, and I mean tiny. Like if you're oh, watching, like to hit them. if you're watching right now, there's gonna be one I'm staring in front of. So my mouse is on it. So I don't care if it hits me. My mouse is on it, and it won't actually register until I go like pretty much where it's standing. Yeah, I've noticed you have to kind of click on its head oh, in order for wow. you to actually get to it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's even it's slightly ridiculous. below. Yeah. It's almost like um he's not it, the target is the spot on the ground above where he's flying. Like his shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Maybe that's an asset issue that they have, where even though it's flying, they're targeting everything on the ground. Back. Ow, I'm... Oh yeah, that makes sense. Coming. Man, God, it <laughs> looks just so much like Diablo's interface, but <laughs> like well, I noticed after we got off with the last check-in, um, you suffered a death. Yeah, I finally died, and it said <laughs> yeah. either take me back to the closest town, or mm. um. 
last save point. Yeah, last save point, which was good, which was in front of this. So luckily they have that same save system like uh, Diablo does. Oh my god! These oh right, where where it's just uh, like you've gotten some sort of sword. significant story update. Yeah, and the boots. Um, we were just talking about uh, AMD graphics cards as well. Do you have any thoughts on like what kind of graphics card do you use, and do you have any thoughts on? So I have a ten sixty six gigabyte. Um, I've been trying to buy a new one, but I actually don't have anything AMD. Um, I've been i seven eighty seven hundred. I think this is Nvidia. I don't remember. Not a non-AMD mm. graphics card. Like I don't. I've never had AMD in my computers. Although they're more cost mm. efficient, but I've been very wary of their um, of their um, choosing their architecture. Yeah, <laughs> understand it's cheap and all, but I'm like I'm cheaper. So yeah, I think yeah. that was what we were discussing. Was that they're trying to transition from being the budget company to being the high end company, company that they they want to be. But you know, it's it's always been an issue with them is that the Intel, uh, the Nvidia versus the AMD on a GPU standpoint uh, tends to be that AMD is trying to push the boundaries, and therefore they have major heat issues typically, as well as other architectural design problems. And then Nvidia is a refinement; they take the existing technology and just make it better. Yeah, luckily when their 30 series comes out, all their all the current 20, the entire 20 series will be dirt cheap. Because mm-hmm. yeah, even I'm if I'm looking at Micro Center and Open Boxes, a 2060, this was based off about, uh, about a two, three weeks ago that I actually looked. And right now they're um, about 300 Open Box, which, you know, that's not terrible. But I'm just like, you know, mm. you could put that to, sure, I'll put that one extra point there. You could put that to um, get that shit out of here. Uh, you could put that to what? It's so, trying to do two things at once. Yeah, I just <laughs> leveled, so I'm trying to put in all my skill points where I need them. How like how do people do regular let's plays like this? It's so difficult. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've tried this before. I I feel like Andres, we weren't even recording. We were just playing Path of Exile, and. Um, right we we just both would stop talking for like 10 minutes at a time <laughs> exactly and it's just like oh are you still there it's like yeah i'm just doing a thing you gotta pick less brainy games yeah exactly less brainy games True. but yeah he's talking about the cost of the uh the 20 series yeah 20 um, series mm-hmm. open box right now is 300 dollars and mm. I'm just like, once the 30 officially comes out, then it's just, okay, now they're going to go down and down because people want the 30 series mm-hmm. over everything else. Which Yeah, yeah I felt be- kind of bad because when I built my rig, uh, I bought the 2060. And then like two months later, the, the Super uh, 20 series came out and I saw the prices drop at least 50 bucks, in some cases 100 bucks. Uh. Oh, dude, I That's built so mine with like... a 1060, and I am, I'm so excited to upgrade at some point in time. Well, yeah, because you're going to so jump this four is great for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I still have the, I still have the graphics card that this computer came with, and I have Running like- an Intel yeah. HD family chip? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's baby's first Intel. <laughs> baby's first Intel. <laughs> it's so. from the DIY kit from- uh... Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's all plastic. It's just like bends and it squishes, <laughs> and if if you push it, it does like a mama yeah, kind of yeah. noise. <laughs> and it costs more money for some reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Just like> Motherfucker. 
<laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, thank you for checking in with us, Joe. I think we will jump back into indie news as well. Then. Okay, be safe, have fun. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Um, all right. Yeah, so now for what I consider to be one of the biggest stories, speaking of uh, competitors and mm-hmm. processors and all of this wonderful stuff, we did talk about NVIDIA, and they have now got the NVIDIA GeForce Now service out of beta. For <laughs> um, Not sponsored, but please sponsor. Um, <laughs> yeah. For they have an awesome deal right now. I think it's ninety days of their founders service, which is mm. I guess their version of premium, um, which just gives you like a few upgrades over the standard service, and then after that, for the following year, it's only five dollars a month, I believe. Um, so the service is a remote server essentially you're you're streaming games over the cloud um Mm. using one of nvidia's uh randomly stationed computer rooms essentially Mm -hmm. um so if you're playing on a not optimal pc or indeed on your phone you can play games such as hollow knight portal 2 sekiro shadows die twice darksiders genesis as i talked about earlier and Mm. divinity original sin 2 um, the reason I've been playing such a wide variety of games recently is because I can now just literally open up my phone, launch the service, and as long as I have a good internet connection, um, mm-hmm. play whatever game it is currently supporting, which is where we run into issues. So a bit of background is... Um, they have a free model and a founder's model. The free model limits you to you have to wait in line until a computer opens up on their servers, um, and you only have an hour-long play session once you connect. Mm. Um, on the plus side, this is way cheaper than Google Stadia and is based off of games you currently own in your Steam library. And um, oh. at one point in time, very shortly, was blizzard activision but now all those titles have been dropped due to some sort of misunderstanding um (laughs) yeah so hopefully they'll come back but i think it would have been awesome to play overwatch on my phone just saying (laughs) right um uh for some specs you need 64-bit windows 7 or higher a dual core x86 cpu with 2.0 gigahertz or mm-hmm. higher, uh, four, <laughs> at least four gigabytes of RAM. Um, Fair. A yeah. GPU with DirectX 9 or higher. Yeah, which we're up a, to what? 12? Or sorry, a, yeah. Um, and then um, it recommends uh, for that GeForce 600 or higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are uh, all AMD Radeon th- HD 3000 or higher or an Intel HD graphics 2000 or higher. So not not high specs. Uh, on phones, it's even funnier where they say, oh, as long as you've got an Android phone, it's not available on iPhones. Um, mm-hmm. But an Android operating system of 5.0 or higher mm-hmm. and at least two gigs of memory, uh, you're fine. 
Yeah, the wow. the low base uh, stats. It's funny because what you have to kind of consider is, uh, can you watch a movie in HD? Because uh, essentially, you know, the internet connection is the most important part, and then outside of that, it's just, can you actually render a display? But you're not doing anything hard on the graphics because it's not actually generating the visuals. It's just streaming the visuals. Yeah, it's really awesome. Like, it does not drain your phone battery. Um, yeah, the all, fact that it's it, like a technically technically a stream, I'm surprised that there's not like the problem with game lag, like input lag. Well, so, so there yeah. there is with the Wi-Fi connection. So in order to do Wi-Fi, you have to be on a five gigahertz connection or be uh, be using one of Nvidia's compatible. Um, what is it? Um, Help me out here. The things that the internet run off of uh, routers. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. So um, they usually have upload requirements, um, and then there's yeah. a lot of driver specific uh, specifications. So I knew that the technology has gotten a lot stronger. But back when the only company that was really doing this was a company called Shadow, uh, where they would basically set you up with your own computer, but on their server. So you would yeah. like remote log into a different computer, and then that was generating all of the graphics. Um, but you had to have like this USB 3.0 input driver module that would allow it to convert uh, keystrokes and buttons uh, to the remote server computer. It was really strange, but it worked. And I feel like mm -hmm. these bigger companies have just gotten that technology down and expanded on it greatly. What are yeah. the chances that that shadow company is the same shadow that made the app that fucked up all that shit in Iowa. <laughs> Who knows? I like, doubt it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just like, a, no way. I mean, the name is making me go down the conspiracy theory route. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Shadow. I love the idea of it. I know. Yeah, the They're streaming like, services are going to become that. super popular, though. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, Stadia's launch was pretty eh, uh, and I think that it's just because people have their own systems right now. Console is so popular, there's really nothing that's going to be like driving people into that market. But what's going to mm -hmm. happen is the PCs eventually will become more dummy-like in the sense that everything's going to be remote server-oriented, and consoles mm. will just become too expensive to maintain. And I think you'll start to see a swing back. I just don't like the idea of, like, sure, I own things, but, like, my computer not being, I, I don't know, call me old school. Like, if, if my computer can't run it, I'm, like, a little bit thrown off by it. Obviously, the phone aspect of it is what's more important for me. Like, yeah. again, the fact that I was able to play Sekiro on my phone and just right. walk around yeah. my house and be like oh this is awesome yeah i think um, we're gonna see a switch to the netflix mentality where the industry that's producing the entertainment is not going mm -hmm. to be receiving their money directly from the consumer they're going to receive their money through a contract with an organization that's distributing it directly to the consumer Instead of you having to purchase games you'll have to purchase a, a subscription service which has the games right. available and we're seeing that yeah. sl swing slowly but it'll we it'll really are in a subscription based age yeah i i just like i don't want it to have the part after that i want them to get to the subscription part figure it out first and then it be fine i know that we don't live in a utopia but yeah. the fact now <laughs> that like if i want to watch everything that is talk worthy i've got to have 
18 Apple TV yeah. Plus, Netflix, <laughs> Hulu, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. um, so many, and like 12 other services, like ABC's, whatever theirs is called. Yeah. And everyone keeps just coming out with their own service. Yeah. And what will happen is somebody will unify all those services and then pump it straight into your house through something like a fiber optic cable. And then you'll pay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to constantly switch back and forth. I know. Between cable cable and cable cutter. Cable and cable cutter. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, so it's dumb. What a world. What a world we live right in. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's um, amazing. The, the last couple of things I wanted to say was just that there are a lot of games that I could not play because they're not supported by the service currently mm-hmm. and they don't have like a good way to browse it. Like I would just rant, I would go onto Steam, look mm-hmm. up a game on Steam and decide, oh, do I want to see if they support this? And then I would search it on the NVIDIA app and it would be like, no, nah, not found. Sorry. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, I spent like a couple hours playing around with it just like does this game run no does this uh, game so run their no. interface needs to be updated yes right. um so those, those are like the main things really uh that and if you yeah like if you don't have a strong wi-fi signal you're just kind of you're screwed like the service is mm-hmm. not worth paying any money for or or alternatively if you've got like a not optimally or not optimal for playing current gen games computer, mm-hmm. then the service might be worth it for you, especially if you're into competitive shooters, since those seem to be very supported by this service. Um, Big market the, money is. <laughs> yeah, and the Founders Edition, at least, I know, gives you like the option to set the kind of game you're playing. Like They have something that's optimal for first-person shooter, like competitive shooters, essentially. So... Mm-hmm. So that's cool that they thought about like, oh, the latency for this doesn't have to be as important as the latency for a competitive shooter um, or like the frame rate or refresh rate. All all of those things, I think, take into account when you're selecting mm-hmm. the type of game that you're going through, which is a neat feature. I just don't have any need to run anything high on my computer. That makes sense. Yeah. I am. Um... Yeah, no, that, that definitely feels like a lot of elements that you would have to consider for a service like that anyway. So, uh, and, the, and it's fairly new, you said, right? Uh, it's been in beta for a while, but it is now, yeah, like their regular release is not very, or it is very new. It's not very um, longstanding, mm-hmm. but 100% recommend trying it out as long as right. you're, as long as you're comfortable knowing that you have a good connection from wherever you're going to be playing at. I bought a Wi-Fi repeater because even though my house is not very large, just the couple walls that the Wi-Fi signal has to travel through is enough to mess it up in my own bedroom. Damn. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Well, if that is what you got for the indie news, then I think we can we can move over to indie pop. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ooh, there it is. like it. It's a good intro. There she comes. <laughs> Just popping off. And Steve <laughs> will be taking over for us in Indie Pop. Yeah, so um, what I was going to talk about with the Indie Pop this week, um, specifically the 
game jams or the global game jams. Um, a lot of people probably aren't familiar with those. It is a relatively small community, um, but it's becoming more more popular um, as they continue to do this event. Essentially, all around the world, um, teams of game developers, and that includes anything from writing to art design to the actual programming and animation. Uh, anybody who has kind of an affiliation with that or wants to have an affiliation with that gets together at some localized regional area and uh, they get a prompt and then they work on a brand new video game and they get 48 hours to actually knock it out and then present what they've come up with in that time frame. So me and a couple of my friends actually went to the game jam. It occurred two weeks ago. That's why I wasn't on the last podcast because I was participating mm. in that. And uh, nice. the we did give you a few call outs. Oh, too. very nice. Yeah. Um, the uh, event this, uh, I guess I don't know if they do it quarterly or half a year. I'll have to double check on that. Um, but the prompt this time around was repair. Uh, so you know it's broad enough that you could really come up with anything and my team actually came up with the idea of a uh, kind of like a time management like we were talking about earlier where you have to mm -hmm. basically take your player and run him around in a circle and fix up pieces of uh, a turret that's being shot at and the walls of the turret are kind of crumbling down and mm -hmm. uh, if you don't repair it fast enough then gunshots will come through and kind of attack your player it was all designed in JavaScript so it does require a little bit of programming knowledge but the nice part about this community is if you just want to kind of get into it and you're not very familiar with it, everybody's very helpful and they'll point you in the right direction. Uh, but our game was very successful. We actually managed to complete a full game loop. There's still some minor things that we need to adjust to it. Uh, the game's called Tunk, which uh, we came up with because one of the uh, members of the team said that that's the sound a cannon makes when it's firing. Tunk. <laughs> <laughs> Tunk. Wait, right. Yeah, because I kept reading the name of it because I, I, and I was telling you this, I did play it. Yeah. Um, and I actually enjoyed it a lot. I loved the, the fast pacedness of it. That's awesome. And it took me a second to figure out the, what are those? Are those lasers that pierce through the hole? Well, so it's moving very fast. And so it kind of looks like a laser, but uh, we call it flak. And it's basically just, um, it kind of looks like little fireballs. It's supposed to represent like uh, artillery strike. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you um, you're getting shot. Now there's uh there's a lot of aspects of the game and, and you know, with only forty eight hours, we're rather impressed with ourselves with what we were able to come up with. But um mm -hmm. the great part about this is it was an opportunity to kinda of hang out with other people who were in the developing field in the indie market. These were not big name developers. This was just people that are local to your community who like the idea mm -hmm. of making video games. And I think we ended up our like region developed twelve uh, like publishable games that they actually put up on the Global Game Jam website from the Philadelphia area. So that's pretty substantial just for a 48-hour weekend. We figured 12 yeah. brand new indie games, and they were pretty cool. There was some nice games. Uh, we went to a showcase afterwards. So if you have a chance, take a look at Global Game Jam's website. There should be an option for the Philadelphia area, and you should be able to see not only our game, but a bunch of other games that were made on that weekend. That's awesome. Um, Do you have any yeah, shout-outs no. for the people that you were working with? Sorry oh. to cut you off. Andre. Yeah, so actually, uh, talking about that, so the two guys that I worked with were um, Scott and Tyler, which we've actually had mm -hmm. on the podcast previously when they were talking about their game uh, Smash Rockets. So yes. that's the same development group that I joined this time around in an actual development capacity. I've worked with them previously from a marketing standpoint. Um, but we're actually 
considering and moving forward with, and hopefully in one of our future podcasts, I'll be able to make the announcement, but we're starting our own LLC, uh, and we're going to hey. develop a wow, true uh, in, you know, indie game development group. Uh, we're going with the, t- the team name Hyperfuel Games. So... Right, Keep, uh, yeah, yeah, which they had they had come up with for Smash Rockets, right? Yes, yeah, so now we actually have three games available through Hyperfuel, Smash Rockets, Tunk, and then the previous jam, um, Tyler and Scott had worked on a 3D VR game, uh, which I think is like Space Escape or Escape Pod or something along those lines. I'll have to find the actual name later. Um, but eventually we want to wrap all this up into one uh, company, and the game we just made this weekend we're looking to publish on Steam. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, if if you've um, uh, if you ever hear about global game jams, and I'm sure I'll talk about it uh, here on the podcast in the future, uh, go out and join one. It's fun. Yeah, I remember. Um, uh, I think you flicks were uh, also sent another game jam game into the chat, um, which was the one where you only have you have to jump, but every time you jump you break a leg so you only have two jumps oh yeah yeah i cannot i it might just be called jump or something like that but i i can't remember (laughs) the name of it but and i actually played it and it was like a lot of fun it was very clever how they use that because you jump and then you like are kind of limping and you there are like certain pads at points where you can like use them to launch yourself but it is uh very much like one of those like celeste games where you have to hit the exact point or else you're like going to go too far or too close and hit spikes or something. Yeah. And um, if you use up both of your legs, then you're just dragging yourself across the floor, which is in itself a different type of walking mechanic where mm-hmm. you can go under things or you, uh, you won't fall through um, like uh, a gap in the floor. You'll like, you'll like crawl over it. Yeah. I think that was one of the most fascinating things about the whole process was that, you know, when you talk about these big AAA developers, they're trying to develop games that appease the uh, requirements that the community typically has associated with video games. But in these indie groups, you know, it's just the cleverness of the people doing the development. They're not really marketing it to a specific group of people. They just have an idea Mm -hmm. and they want to make it. And so you'll see all these games with just crazy mechanics. And I think it's, it's a really good opportunity for the uh, industry to grow. No, I totally agree. Oh, hey, and I think we got another Joe Q. <laughs> Joe Q, Roland Q. I'm in the middle of a boss fight. This is off. very badly timed. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, going to say. No, it's uh, perfectly timed. I've been watching him. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, he's in the oh middle of this. I mean, it looks like the gameplay is at least warning him of when things are going to occur, but it's not helping. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, with those, like, lead I, lines? I wish it would not tell yeah. me. Oh, gosh. Interesting. That's so cool. I like that it, yeah, it tells you where the fire is going to I don't like out. that. Also, I have... fuck these fire breathers. <laughs> yeah. I have this problem where every time I see one of those red circles, I'm like a cat. I get immediately drawn into the center of the circle. <laughs> so I have to see like, why this, this is highlighting. Yeah. <laughs> Look what I can do. Um, I, I did check in at one point while we were talking, and I saw you raising your hands yeah. in accomplishment. No, not an accomplishment. I was... Ooh. I, um, <laughs> I died by poison. I thought I was going to live because it was the last tick. Okay, I need to kill yeah. this fuck, but I can't because he's spawning this so looks... much. He's spawning so many mobs. This... Oh, this looks fun. I want to play it now. This this has made me want to play it. Your stream, specifically. 
<laughs> I was gonna say, Joe, and wait till the point where you get to uh, you know such a high level that when you come back to fight this thing, you just one shot him. Boop. Oh my god, yes. Fucking <laughs> that's finally. The mo- that's the All most right, uh, satisfying feeling. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Oh, you got it. You got it. I believe hey, in you. Hey, are there any, like, item gems in this game? Yes. See? Okay. Are, 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 is it like Path of Exile where those gems have some sort of skill, or is that all on the skill tree? Or skill I don't circle? actually know yet, because I've yet to get a gem. Like, I can, bu- oh, uh, I can buy them, but... Um, that's useless to me. Only usable melee weapon. But like you have skills, clearly, like yeah. magical or other, what is otherly what skills. Don't care about that. Uh, what did I just get? Warpath. Mm. Oh, okay, that's the shield shards. Um, I don't actually know as of yet. I'm still kind of working on mm. it. Like there are. Um. Oh well, I'm seeing it there. So like I I see like these unlocks, of like s- certain level cap unlocks. Yeah. Um, okay. And he looked like almost like runes from like Diablo 2 built use, into that one menu. I can use a pistol? What the fuck? Oh, really? That's amazing. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, I, I might have to pick this up. I know that I really want to play Cook Serve Delicious 3, but uh-huh. yeah. man, can I not help myself with games like this? I about that. I can sell that. Although it's not indie, when I played Persona 5 for the first time, um, I was uh, playing and my roommate had come in and he was like, he i was you know that game you have sword and like uh melee weapons stuff but you can also have a gun and so at one point i was fighting this fairy creature and i'm shooting like magical attacks at or whatever and then my roommate enters the room and he's like what are you playing and i just pull out a gun and just shoot this fairy like five times rapidly in the face to kill her (laughs) um and he just thought it was like the most hilarious like like comical timing just because it just looked like a magical game and then i'm like no but let me pull out my fucking shotgun actually (laughs) i Um, oh man i could literally spend if i had a five-day vacation i could spend every waking second playing persona 5 i've never played it so good so good atlas Um, just makes a satisfying rpg yeah they just they've perfected it I'm like I'm so excited for Royal. I really am. Yeah, but... I I <laughs> can't I can't commit the time. Oh really? Yeah, it's so much. It's so much it time is. investment, and there are so many indie games to play. I know. They said that Royal's new semester actually added thirty hours of gameplay. I know. I know. That's why it's too much. <laughs> um but i yeah we can jump off of that um but that's awesome okay cool well congratulations on beating the boss joe this looks like a cool town area too i don't like it i don't like this town i hate it actually (laughs) (laughs) well uh you're you you might have convinced me to pick this game up Mm -hmm. good Nice. I did notice that he had a uh, pistol in his inventory as well as a bow. I wonder how the balancing for that works, because uh, I know which one in my mind I would rather have in a combat situation. Yeah. <laughs> the bow, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clearly. <laughs> I will say, it feels like ranged is the best way to go currently, because as in a general. melee character, I'm getting obliterated. Yeah. Is there mm. is there mage class? Yes, I only mage. play. Okay, I only play sorceress. I... I even in Diablo 3, like, uh, Witch Doctor and actual, like, Sorcerer slash Mage person themselves, I didn't care for. I'm like, you know, it's mm-hmm. not my cup of tea. 
In any game, well, see, any MMO, I, I play, play Diablo two. I just can't do magic. I I can only do it. I don't know why. It's like if, if a game, up? if I'm playing a game and it does not have like a major magic element, then uh, I'm like, I don't want to do melee or like bows. I just want to mm. set people on fire and uh, decimate populations with like some sort of poison breath. Mm. We got the beginnings of a good squad. Yes, actually. <laughs> oh my god, I would love to like. Ha- we could totally do a Twitch stream at some point of just like <laughs> four or all six of us going in on a really good squad game. Yeah. Now you just need the uh, the rogue with the dabby knives, and you're good. See, if we're talking squad, then I'm immediately defaulting to um... squad the actual game. No, no, like like actually a squad of us playing a game i'm devoting mm. immediately to support that's to support. that's my yeah that's my overwatch role that's my anytime that there's a lot of people involved all i want to do is heal because i'm like hey as long as i keep other people alive then uh they've gotta they've gotta keep me alive and that's mm-hmm. that's enough i don't need to kill that's anything fair. let's just everybody protect me i might actually <laughs> reset all my points over here I'm definitely the type to go in like like tank it out, but I will say like the more and more as the years go by, I do fall in love more and more with magic, and um I really liked the mix in Path of Exile where I could be the Templar. Yeah, magic uh, tank. Yeah, magic tank, and and same thing with the game I keep bringing up in the podcast, Neo. Um, I pretty much am a magic tank. There's ways to um just like i'm the kind of magic person who will put magic on my weapons and then just have buffs so i can like power through like buffs like you know lower their defense or whatever or uh have like spinning swords around me while i'm like plowing through a bunch of enemies Uh, ah that's that's so good so Mm -hmm. so in diablo you would probably go with like barbarian because they've they've got a a bit of like that spinning sword spin to win you know Karen. So that sounds like that sounds like that'd be my motto. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the uh, barb uh, barbarian rend build in Diablo three is just spinning and it's intense. What um what what character would you jump into, Steve? Me? Yeah. Uh, I tend to be the more range aspect. Um, so like when I play Diablo, my go-to if I'm just trying to do a quick build to start farming, I usually go demon. Hunt. Um. Nice, but yeah, I mean, I if I think about every MMO that I've ever played, I almost exclusively go with something bow and arrow oriented. When I played WoW, I was always doing the uh, was it the marksman build? Um, mm-hmm. What was the actual class called though? It's been so long since I played. Uh, it was the same guy that would be able to do uh, the animals. Uh, hmm. So long, yeah. Well, WoW's not a good example, but. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much every MMO I've played, I've just gone Ranger. Uh, I think it's just my my go-to. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, I think we really do actually have a, would have a solid team to play. So like what all do we have right now? Ranger, healer, what? And who else? Ranger, healer, um, tank, and what do you like to play? Uh, honestly, it kind of depends on what the game is. Right. So... Um, I'm gonna take WoW for example because I've played that for since the day it came out. 
Uh, I prefer tanking. Because um, mm. if y'all played WoW, the Demon Hunter itself, when that came out, it just kind of fucked tanks over. Because if I can't kill myself, you can't kill me. And that's been my entire aspect about tanking, <laughs> is becoming an unstoppable unit of a human or whatever race I'm playing. Um, yeah. Then you go to a game like League of Legends. I love being support. Tank support. Yes, yeah. Thanks for Oh, uh, you play um who's the Minotaur? Uh um, um, Alistar. Well, Alistar. Alistar. Yeah, Alistar. Uh, yeah, yeah. not really. I'm a Leona yeah. boy. Brom. Uh, Leona. I don't give a, I don't oh, give a shit okay. about your shield because my shield's going to beat you over the head with it. <laughs> and then yeah. and then in other games, let's say, what's another good example where I play primarily like a damage role? Um that's kind of hard. Like I'm not I don't enjoy doing damage. To me it's boring. Mm. So, you know, i rather mm. either become an unkillable juggernaut or give you enough buffs where you're the unkillable juggernaut or you do dummy amount of damage numbers and we just walk away. Yeah. Resistance. Just look at what I've created. The true uh, buff support. Yeah. Buff so support. I'll, I bounce between either tanking or supporting. But, I mean, worst case scenario, if I have to do damage, then fuck it. I'll just right-click and walk away. <laughs> oh, I've... If if it's a if it's a matter of there being too many supports, I'll always go to my other role, which is always mage, glass cannon, obviously, yes. because glass cannon. Because what other way is there to live? So it sounds <laughs> like we've got uh, one support, one tank, and two DPS. We might as well go raiding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's just end it right now. All right. I'm going out. See you guys. We have more important things to do. <laughs> um. All right. Well, thank you, Joe, for checking in. Uh, and I guess we can get back to the end of indie pop. Yeet. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, as far as indie pop's concerned, that was really all I was uh, planning on talking about. So, if uh, you're not familiar with game jams, but you have even the slightest interest in any aspect of game development, uh, whether mm-hmm. you know, like I said earlier, even if it's just writing stories, or you like to mess around in Photoshop with different image assets, um, and you're interested in the game development process, go visit the game jam. Uh, you don't have to have a team. You don't have to go in with the uh, purpose of making a game you can just join up with somebody else and use your talents all right, so i can't jump them. over ledges that's sad boy hours oh that's awesome cool um hey do you do you know any other steves in the philly one i don't know if the steve that i know still does game jam so it's interesting that you say that because actually we were with a group uh where we're convinced there was like four steves all sitting at the same table um so <laughs> If you were going to tell me, I wouldn't know explicitly, but I know that there was a Steve who was doing um, art design for a train game. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know if okay. you if you know who I'm talking about or if you want to go back and talk to that Steve and ask if his team was working on a train. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dox anybody. I'm not gonna release last names. <laughs> <laughs> um, but are you listening? But I'll 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 reach out and yeah. Let me know. I'm curious because I sat out. right across from a Steve who, uh, the whole time he was just doing artwork for it was like a, a game where you're on a train and you're trying to fix it up so that you can jump a gap in the bridge and you also could like bonk other people on the head with your giant wrench. It was hilarious. <laughs> that sounds bonk. that sounds so good. I just imagine you as every Steve, like you're just like, oh, sorry, I have a message on my other computer. You turn, put on a different hat and glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, oh, you, you want to speak with the manager? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's a it's a popular name apparently in the Philadelphia area mm-hmm. in the gaming community because the whole weekend people would be like Steve, and I'd turn and look, and it was not me. 
<laughs> not again. Well, if it if it helps, they they work along uh, with the PHL Collective if they're still a thing. Okay, yeah. So I don't remember hearing that explicitly. So most likely not. But I'm still curious. So let me know if you reach out and you hear anything about what he was working on. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, actually, and you just reminded me. So the game jam was. Um, worked in alignment with a group called the Philly Game Mechanics. So if you are in yes. the... Um... Oh, yeah. You know, I bet you that's that's probably what they're okay. a part of now. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, the Philly Game Mechanics are an awesome community. They're very open. Um, they meet, I think it's like once a month, and they hold extended game jams. Uh, I forget what the actual term is. I just call it long game jams. But um, mm-hmm. they meet, and anybody can go and just show off what you're working on. And it's kind of like... I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like clubs back in high school, but as an adult. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely been to one of their their meetup things. Okay. Uh, guy named Greg was showing off the game that he was working on at the time, Wander Song, which okay. is now a real game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I I think I know some of the people who worked on Wander Song. Uh, yeah. By proxy, because I think some of them were people like directable people yeah it'd be awesome we're gonna have to get the qwerty group over to philly game mechanics and do like a promo and get people out there i totally agree with that i think that'd be a great idea i mean um as closest obviously but (laughs) as soon as we've got enough patreon supporters and they're paying for my plane ticket you know (laughs) yes we'll get me right out there yeah oh my god absolutely uh or you can just you know there's uh i'm sure there's like a a train or maybe one of those guys who like holds like the cart with two wheels and pulls you along the whole way. Yeah, just stick your thumb out on the highway. You'll be good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's great sure. advice. Classic. Uh, awesome. Well, that's so cool. Um, I'm so glad that you had a really good time at the game jam, and uh, your game came out really well. Thank you. Uh, and that it, and that so much is going on for the future of it. Yeah, too. we'll keep you guys posted about everything. And please. Well, now you have a platform to do so. Exactly. So. <laughs> Um, and for the last topic, we are going to jump into a mystery section. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be leading that as Cam is not here this week. Oh, we didn't even mention that Kenny is also not here this week. I think he's working on a music video that he is directing. More important things to do, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Who was that that's not here this week? Kenny and Cam. Yeah, who? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Kenny <laughs> doesn't doesn't yeah. sound familiar. Doesn't doesn't ring a bell. I don't. I've never met the this guy. This is uh, the A team, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Starting with A for Andres and the rest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so for my mystery topic, I wanted to throw it over to Anime because Cam, in in a memory of our dear beloved Cam. Um, I was actually just uh, blasted with the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Have you guys ever heard of that? Uh, it Roll. sounds familiar, but no, I've never heard anything more than maybe that name before. I didn't realize that they are actually, I think, four years running. Oh, wow. Um, what? But yeah, so... Another like, subscription service I need to pay for. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> now entering a... its fourth year, the Anime Awards. Commitment to commemorating the best of the best is stronger than ever. Pro tip, if you're looking for a Crunchyroll subscription, subscribe to Verve instead, VRV, because it right. comes with a Crunchyroll subscription, uh, as well yeah, as yeah. Uh, access to Rooster Teeth content for now until they move on to um, uh, HBO's platform. 
Interesting. Oh, are they mo- are is are they moving to HBO Max? Um, yeah, is that the service? I guess that HBO yeah. is launching. Yeah. So Rooster Teeth's content get... will be on that. Exactly. I'm but like their higher quality content, obviously yeah. not like right. I imagine not like their, you know, audio only podcasts and stuff. Right. It'll probably be like Ruby and stuff like that. Yes. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, HBO. I could probably go into a whole thing too about HBO Max because that's it's so interesting how they're like just getting rid of the go and the now part of it, and they're basically relaunching their platform. And I don't know if you have to create a new subscription or how they're going to pull people over from their old subscriptions, but HBO Max is the new title for HBO streaming service, and they're like they're just rebranding themselves. I like the idea of that. I am 100% right now. I will say I would pay to have HP. That's one of the few that I would add into my yeah. already expansive catalog of subscription services is HBO. I agree. I mean, I do have it, but it's worth it. <laughs> the Crunchyroll released uh, an awards list. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so Crunchyroll released an award list um, for the 2020 <clears throat> and uh, just, they have a, bunch of categories but i'm mostly going to highlight the ones that i really uh like i was into and i've heard stuff about and then um i will actually just uh also list probably all of the ones that i don't talk about but basically they have one two three four five six seven eight nine nine, nine. they're like yeah like 20 categories for um best ofs nice starting with anime of the year which I totally agree with, was Demon Slayer. And I don't know if you guys heard of or saw Demon Slayer, um, but it was a really, really good anime that came out last year that um, the beginning was like this really beautiful slow burn, this training burn, where it's just the character, main character finds his whole family murdered by a demon, except for his one sister, who was actually being turned into a demon because the demons in this show are basically like vampires. And, um, but she has such strong will that she stays like mostly human, like her, like the, the human nature of her, like she's not going to kill anyone. She's not going to try to eat anyone. Uh, so it's the two of them traveling together and trying to find a cure for her. Uh, but it has a very beautiful old Japanese, like, aesthetic to it and i feel like a lot of people are really into that aesthetic everyone has an awesome coat and clothes and like like uh it's one of those shows that's very well silhouetted like if you like took every character and just made them a silhouette like their their silhouette would be very recognizable you know um and and also you could do one of those uh like where you just break it down to like three main colors that are in their like in their palette and you could probably tell who's who as well like i love shows like that that are very iconic or um recognizable characters uh but demon slaver was really good best protagonist i actually haven't seen dr stone but the main character senku from dr stone got best protagonist and i've heard a lot of good things i don't know too too much about it but i have heard that it is a show that um will go into like specific medical things like it is uh factual some like in its in itself almost like a like a bear grills sort of way hmm. um and then best can i jump ant- in just yes, for a second absolutely. here go for um it. you're just so good at 
talking about all of this uh, that <laughs> I I don't want to interrupt you, but I mm-hmm. I'm following along with you on their website right now, and all of these have links of like where you can go, wa- like of going to watch the episodes on Crunchyroll. So I'm, oh, do they? Yeah, all of the nominees nice. and Demon Slayer specifically is something that I saw, or yes. I didn't I didn't watch, but I saw the artwork, and I um. I'm an awful person, so I always judge what I'm going to watch in terms of anime by whatever the artwork looks like. <laughs> and that one, I just can't stop looking at it. I'm so interested in everything. Oh, my God. I couldn't this. recommend Demon Slayer high, like more. And I will say this one thing. If you're new to Demon Slayer and you're watching it, there is an episode where they introduce the two other main characters that you see on every poster, and one of them is like, a crazy aggro type of character that's like Bakugo from My Hero, but like maybe even more insane. And the other one is like a big, big baby. And he's just like a cry baby who cries about literally everything and whines and cries. And my theory is that it's fun for the voice actor. Like my theory is that it's like a really fun character to play and that he does a lot of fun voices with it. But to watch the character, it is so frustrating because you're just like, please, just shut up. Stop crying. And <laughs> even everyone in the show is like, you're so pathetic. Please stop crying. Um, and I'm just I know that's going to be the basis of his character forever. But hopefully he just gets a little better over time. <laughs> um, and uh, but the even like the, the but they introduce those two characters in the same episode. So you're not overwhelmed by one or the other. And then they also introduce that both of those characters will grow and change by the end of the season. Um, I so like all promising. of them. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. And have either of you guys heard of Dr. Stone either? No. Mm, I, I'm sure um, I've heard of it. My roommate is very big into anime mm-hmm. stuff. So um, um, he's always aware of like whatever the best animes around are. Right. Exactly. And then, and I've, I've, I had an intern about a year ago that actually also told me a lot about like how anime seasons work and, and like sort of just the popular culture behind like monitoring anime like that, um, which is really interesting. Um, but okay. So, well, moving on to best antagonist. Uh, I also have not seen the promised Neverland, but I have heard a lot about it and I'll also get into how I know more about anime uh in a sec but the promised neverland i think it's a show about these three kids who are in like an orphanage and they're like basically being taken care of by a nurse ratchet almost type of like evil nanny character and i've heard that this show is actually very scary um like it's a really good suspenseful like jump scare anime that i don't see too much of or at least i don't hear too much of that is that is done really well um so i'm really excited to check out the promised neverland to like actually watch something that might act, that might maybe jump That's um, really cool. but the isabella who's the caretaker character i think she got best antagonist so that's something to look forward to um best boy and best girl were also categories uh I really love the best boy winner because it's Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. And he really is like such a good boy. I, <laughs> I, I just, just got to pat his I head. Such a, such you, a, you just got to pat his head and, and let him know. 
I know. Yeah, I just want to like like pat his head and tell him how proud I am of him because he's like one of those characters. He's so well written in the sense that you just like he's such a he's such a good hero. Like he's he just makes you really root for him. He's like I love seeing a hero that is really well rounded. They have like a really good heart, and it's not just like they're not building up to be an antihero. He just is a genuinely good loving character and sometimes you worry like there's going to be a lot of weird subtext with like like uh the relationship between him and his sister but he just like it's true sibling love that is just like very wholesome and very cute and i just love their relationship in the show as well so best boy tanjiro amazing nice um best girl I have not seen The Rise of the Shield Hero, but I've heard good things. And... I have seen an episode of it. I can't tell you what it's about, but I have seen it. <laughs> was it good? I enjoyed watching it. I would probably watch it again. Nice. Uh, do you know the character Raftalia? I I c- couldn't tell you, but yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to interject because I was so I was so excited that I've actually seen anything yeah, that, seen one of them. that was nominated or won. That's perfect. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know what her deal is in that show, but if she's the best girl, I believe it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a, a best director award, which I'm not gonna, I'm, I, I'm not gonna say their name. Just look it up because I'm going to get it wrong. Um, and they were the director for attack on Titan season three. Uh, so I've heard great things about attack on Titan season three. I've heard that there was a lull in season two and it came back stronger so um good job to them hats off uh best animation and i i have to i like i can't agree with this more is mob psycho 100 part two which uh if you guys don't watch mob psycho you have to give it a try because it's hilarious it's so so goofy in their animation it's just really like it's really playful with color and style and um it's all about psychic powers so you know they have a lot of different ways to show that um and it's made by studio bones which made one punch man and i feel like it has now surpassed one punch man in terms of quality uh this is another this is another one where i'm looking at the cover artwork or whatever and i'm like i i need to watch this right now and I'm going to jump ahead to best opening sequence also getting one by one by Mob Psycho 100 part two because their opening sequence for season two was so cool. It's like this really it's just so eclectic and it really speaks to the heart of the show about how the show is really weird like that. Um, the show really makes you love the characters. They do such a good job of making almost everyone redeemable and like and like fleshing out what makes them tick and what makes them be in the position they are. Um, and even mob. So I think the best thing that makes mob better than Saitama from one punch man is that the, he can go OP and he can do one shot kills, but to get to that level, he loses a part of himself. And as he's growing as a person and he loves the connections he's making with other human beings, he sees that losing himself is only going to hurt those relationships. So it's really cool how he's actually managing the like the OP power and also his like relationships. And and you really feel for the guy. So I, I, it's such a good show. Um it's really it's really come a long way. 
and it's only in season two. <laughs> uh, I think that they do end after season three, though. Like Mob definitely has a, a an ending, which I mean, I love that too. I love like things having like definitive endings. They're going towards a, a definite stop. Um, there was a best character design, which I don't know Dor- Dororo, uh, but congratulations to them for best character design for uh satoshi uh best score got one by carol and tuesday and i feel like that one might be an anime that is even more accessible to people who aren't huge anime fans i think i need to look this up but carol and tuesday either has been attributed to having a vibe like cowboy bebop or from being from the creators of cowboy bebop oh that's really cool uh but it is a like it's a musical movie, I believe, and it uh it just got a lot of really good um uh, traction because of its story and the visuals and the music in it as well. Uh, they also won another thing. Did they win another thing? Oh, I think they've actually just gotten nominated for a lot of the other awards. But Carol and Tuesday is available on Netflix, I believe, and uh definitely worth the watch um oh best fight scene was again demon slayer that was tanjiro and nesuko which are the brother and sister main characters when they first team up and you see them use their powers in tandem it's like it's fucking bonkers it's such a good fight scene um and i'm like i'm obsessed with good fight scenes like the fight scene in castlevania the animated series uh the ending of season one he fights uh, Dracula's son and Alucard and then there's a fight scene in season two where the three of them team up and it's just like when you when it when it goes well it just goes so well every beat you're just like oh yeah oh yeah so I don't know I'm just I love good fight scenes um best couple uh the actually this show love is war got a lot of different awards um yeah I'm seeing I that don't now. Yeah, yeah, and wait, let's see. They got Best Couple, they got Best Ending Sequence, and they got Best Comedy. So um, that was really, that's really good for them. I've heard good things about Love is War, uh, and I'm assuming it's, um, damn, I can't remember the name of the category of type of anime, but like the rom-com animes or the romantic types of animes. Uh, but yeah, so congratulations to Love is War for those categories. Uh, there was a best voice acting performance, uh, Japanese voice acting went to a character in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, the newest, um, season. And then for the English voice acting was again, Rise of the Shield Hero. Uh, Promise Neverland wants one best fantasy, uh, which is from the studio Cloverworks, which I didn't mention before. And, and then they, they won another thing, right? They won best antagonist. Yes, that's yes. They won best antagonist. Yeah. So best fantasy and best antagonist. Um, so I will. De- Promise Neverland is definitely on my list of all of these. Promise Neverland. I might not watch Love Is War unless I get like some specific thing that I need to look at for that. I'll watch um, it because it's a comedy, and that sounds great. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, oh, best drama, I haven't seen Vinland Saga, but the company that makes it, Wit Studio, they also do Attack on Titan. So Vinland Saga has been doing well, and the 
industry icon award went to the president of that studio. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So everything's connected. Um, And I guess honorary mention goes to Agretsuko, which is that Netflix anime about the, the panda like the red panda that that screams karaoke uh oh i know that one yeah i want to see that i've heard good things and i tried watching the first episode and i wasn't into it but i'm like so bad about that watching a pilot and just being like eh oh same yeah but uh yeah no so like they they were nominated in a bunch of categories that i saw around uh so kudos to them and I think that is pretty much it. Oh, hey, and then we got one more rolling. I am back from the dead. Hello. Hello. Did you hear any of my bits about I'm anime? I'm person. Oh, okay, yep. never mind. Well, how is your stream going? <laughs> nerd. You nerd. It's, it's weeb, thank you. No, no, he's the nerd for not liking anime. What a I, nerd. Uh, not my cup of tea. There's only one anime I've watched <laughs> from beginning to end, and that was Angel Beats, and that's it. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Uh, Man, the anime that I want another season to come of is, um, sorry to interject, but <laughs> The Devil is a Part-Timer. I need, I need a second season. I've heard really good things about that, too. Oh. But anyway, oh. back to Roland. Yeah, back to Roland. How's uh, the game? Oh, is this a boss? No, no, this is just a little off area. I have a big-ass sword. You do? I saw. I'm looking at it. I'm jealous of it. Does it make berserking easier? No. It looks like almost like a water effect on it when he's walking, but I know it's Ooh. just a static. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Oh, Ghost I Hammer, will then I love. throw in another n- nerdy, weeby anime thing. Um, in Demon Slayer the main character uses water breathing techniques. So his sword will be covered in water and he has like seven or 10 breathing techniques um, that all do like different, different ways and shapes of water as to how he would attack. You hear that, Joe? You just need to breathe. (laughs) Exactly. Just breathe. (laughs) Um, I have this instead. No, apparently not. Um, Not enough stamina. Oh no. Whatever. You always need you stamina. Stab it well, I have four stamina. I don't know if I get more or not. I hope I get more because oh. it's just annoying. Um, I would I would never think of stamina as something with like a low number because I associate it with Diablo where you're running and as you run, you lose stamina. And then it replenishes. Right, and you're like, oh, I've got 8,000 stamina and now I need to replenish for a while because uh, I, I don't have right. I have four. Right. <laughs> Four <laughs> stamina just as a max sounds like a very low number, just from what mm-hmm. I'm used to doing. That was a crazy visual thing that just happened on your stream. Uh, which... with, with with all the um, him going through the walls or something? Yeah. Is the stamina associated with skill usage in this game? No, just abilities. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey. Fu- oh, okay. All right, come on, heathens. It's essentially so your mana is... for your ability. Yeah. So I don't know if I get more. I hope I do. Uh, well, like he has problems. So, so oh, do you know? Do you know much about the weapons in this game? Like, is it all to some degree melee based, or like 
are there characters that are exclusively magic based? So they have like a, a wand and their wand is a ranged attack. Uh, I don't really know because I have a big ass axe. Well, well, I had a big ass <laughs> mace. Now I have a big ass sword. I should probably get All out right, of here. All right, fair enough. Uh, I mean, I saw that, you know, we saw that there was like the pistol and the Yeah, I presume um, that's for the bow. range classes. Can this but, fucker like, die? You know, I'd like to just fire. I I just want to shoot fireballs at I mean, things. I right. think I've made this very clear. Let me catch up. I just picked up a staff, which I think I can use because oh, it lets me equip it. Oh, do you get to whack people with the staff? I don't know. I have a, I have a god sword pretty much, so uh, it's just going to go back on the ground and I'm going to forget it exists. Yeah, no, you're going <laughs> to drop the, the white common yeah. item and continue to I'm use already, I'm already treating this like Diablo, sword. where if it's white, it's just, it's not right. White's not right for me. Hey, here, here. <laughs> Who's a bot? Here, here. <laughs> There's a little boss up here. Hello, boys. Let me come tickle that piece. Um, do you have it now? Do you have a final rating on the game as uh, with all of that you've played so far? Um, so far before I fucking die because I'm getting yeeted. <laughs> that was not a good idea. <gasps> Why did I do that? Please hold. Hold. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. This is my last token oh, in this area. Fuck. I I sure hope that his rating is to recommend purchasing. I do recommend it. So, but I'm just saying this now. Don't get angry when you can't connect because it took me 20 minutes to connect. Right. And, uh, what is this? Mm. If you're telling me not to get angry, you're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> but AKA most of us. <laughs> um. Well, that's. Cool. That's awesome. I hope that people do definitely get into it and then maybe jump on Discord and tell us what they think about the game. Uh, other than that, we were actually just about to jump into our outro because I think that is all the topics that we have for today. Hey, there it comes. Um, so, and there's no game stuff this week because we had so much to talk about. Um... But if you still want to continue listening to us, you can always check out the other episodes of our podcast. So thank you for tuning in. If you want to talk to us and or support us, we're on Discord, Twitter, and Patreon as QWERTYCAST or colon colon QWERTYCAST. We're also on Acast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Uh, if you want to also go old school and email us, we're at QWERTYCASTMAIL at gmail.com. Uh, any other final words from you guys? Um, you should check out Roland's stream, Joe's stream, R O L E N T H on Twitch. Uh, if there's anybody else that wants their name to be uh, shouted out so that you can locate them on social medias, please uh, speak now or hold your peace until the next podcast that you're on. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm FlickSwad anywhere there's gaming related stuff, and I will leave my social medias. Uh, as private as they are by not talking about them right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm Bean Sparrow, but I mean, typically, uh, if you want to get in touch with me, just join the Discord. There you go. And I have a bunch of different names, so let's just stick with Discord. <laughs> At QWERTYCAST out? QWERTYCAST out. QWERTYCAST out. QWERTYCAST out. Awesome. Let me start. All right, this pausing. Stop.